welcome to Podcast of the Lotus Eaters, episode 679. I am joined by Leo. Hello. Who has also come dressed as Scarface. Bit of a... I sort of blend <laughs> into this jungle background. Yes. Shouldn't worn camel. Yes, it works perfectly. Yeah. We should have coordinated a bit better, perhaps, you know, gone for the early early and the late, but still, uh, no blow here. Anyway, so we are on to disc... Oh, and the date. I should mention the date. It's a, it's a Tuesday in summer, isn't it? The 20th of the 6th. Right, there we go. Right, so we are going to do segments on um, Joe Rogan versus the science with a, you know, dollar mark, not a... Not nice. um, I'm doing I'm doing my segment on how pride has lost its way and it's been captured by gender ideologists and, no. uh, and, f- and sort of fringe fetish activists. And also, we're going to reminisce about the 90s, aren't we? Yeah. Because they were much better. They were. It was the last decent time. Everything got <laughs> terrible. But around about the time Terry Wogan died, everything just fell apart. Yes. Yes, the simulation must have broke. Hmm. Right, not good. Right, let's. Oh, do you have anything you want to promote? Any uh, any upcoming gigs or anything? Uh, I don't know about gigs, but I've got I've got a YouTube channel. I've got a Patreon. So uh, yeah, it's sort of like Lotus Eaters, but on a much smaller scale. It's like just me. But yeah, there's my there's my YouTube channel. I'm nearly at fifty thousand subscribers. If you just subscribe to and get over that, get to that milestone, that'd be nice. Yeah, do that now. Right. So let's jump in then. Let's talk about Joe Rogan versus the science. Now. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to have to acknowledge that this is going to be one of those Twitter spat stories. And I know a lot of the audience, they're not, they're not fans of us doing that. But this one, I think, qualifies as something interesting because there is, a, there is a genuine issue that's sort of going on underneath this. It all comes from an episode, this one here. So this is uh, Robert Kennedy Jr., uh, who is the who is the nephew of JFK, the guy who got assassinated, yep. and the son of another Kennedy who also got assassinated. Um, and um, he's trying very hard not to get assassinated by pointing yeah. out that the CIA is evil and are basically corrupting everything and starting wars. And- You'd think he'd have learnt the lesson <laughs> yes. from seeing like your uncle and your dad getting assassinated for questioning the CIA or the deep state or whatever. Yeah. It's like, wow, it's like, you know, it's like the, being, being one of the butos. It's like, when, when are you going to learn? <laughs> well, he, he, he's going to have a go anyway. And is it, as, as if taking on the CIA wasn't enough, he's also going to take on Big Pharma. Right. Um, you know, just to just to make sure he's, he's lined up all the enemies. Uh, before I get into that, let's do a quick plug for something that was on the website, which is uh, Victorian Values, um, which was which, this one is all about sort of art and science. You know, back in the days when science used to be about figuring stuff out rather yeah. than trying to make money. Yeah. Which it is today. Right. So now I like RFK and I did a segment on him previously back in uh, podcast six, four, nine. And the reason I, because I, I, I said I, I do like this guy, he's really growing on me. Now I'm, I'm much more on the right in in terms of my politics. So you know, for me, the the debate has always been, oh, is it going to be Trump or is it going to be DeSantis or so on? I'm starting to think that that this guy could be our man. Now, yeah, I mean, and he's he a is, Democrat. Yeah, yeah, even well, he is a Democrat. But I mean, his line on the Democrats is that the Democrats have become a party of war, censorship, and pharmaceuticals. Yeah. So and he's two, not. Two of those are bad. Yes. Actually, one of those is bad. I don't like censorship. Yes, well... Okay, so we we come back... What's the logic there, then, out of interest? Well, war, war is, like, necessary. Right. And pharmaceuticals are good. Right, okay. Um, I'd want to add a peritin. Is, 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 there are possible questions around the amount of wars that the Americans find. Because the Americans are incredibly unlucky, but they seem to find themselves at war all of the time. They're the, a global peacekeeper, and they project right. uh, Western liberal democracy around the globe. I see. Okay. But it is it is very fortunate, then, that the people that they find themselves having to bomb also happen to be the people that have the oil. So, No, no oil in Afghanistan. Right. 
Okay. We come back. We circle back to that one because uh, he he does pick up on it quite a bit. But um, no, RFK. Um, he's also a bit of an eco mentalist, and that does put me off a bit. Yeah. But at least the way that he does that is he does tend to focus on specific harms. So I mean, he goes after sort of mercury and rivers. Right. Um, that I mean, I can get behind that sort of eco mentalism. Yeah. I, I, I I can do that. It's it's the stuff that you know we need to uh, you know get rid of all the the carbon out of the atmosphere. Well, I'm, generally, yes. like most most eco uh, activism is just about uh, mm. raising taxes mm. and handing vastly more power to governments. And there's never been uh, any yes. time in human history where that's had a good outcome. Governments are terrible at spending money mm. and they're terrible with power. They're, mm. th what you want is a smaller government with less power and more uh, individual autonomy. You can see uh, you know, people like, yes. like Elon Musk, uh, a private individual starting a company that creates electric cars, yep. does far more to actually combat climate change oh, than, yes. you know, than uh, a it, bunch it, of it, soulless apparatchiks yeah, yeah. just sucking away at the I mean, it's, it's all kind of like, oh, it's getting a bit warm. Why don't you give us more tax money and we'll fix hand it. up your freedoms? And a bit, a bit like... Um, 2020 and 2021 which he is also very much against yeah so i kind of like that and and basically my view is is that the western world has been pretty much entirely captured by a small class of um elites and basically my politics is now i just want the guy who is going to do the most possible damage to that small group of elites mm. And or at least you know, rein in their power, and this is yes. why you know across, well, across just crush them across the West. We're mm. seeing you know people uh, people tacking to sort of I mean I guess what would be what, what's called now the the far right, but it's really just sort of independent yes. thinkers that would be seen as pretty pretty normal sensible thinkers in the the eighties or nineties. Uh, so you know like Maloney in Italy yeah. uh, and. Across, I mean, Sweden, Germany, Spain, mm. France, everybody's sort of moving, moving to the right. And it's because it's the only way to get the the, the sort of yeah. blob that controls everything. Like whether you vote Labour or Conservative in the UK, you're still going to have the same policies being ap mm. applied by the same civil service. There's not going to be any actual change. There's yeah. still going to be like hugely high immigration, hugely high tax. Mm. So yeah, there's there's nothing you can really do apart from you know stepping radically outside. Well, of I mean, that. You, you mentioned people are moving to the right, but I mean that is after decades of moving so far to the left. I mean, yeah. you, I'm I'm pretty sure if you take any of the characters that we think of right wing, I mean, you mentioned Baloney, but any any of them basically, and then compared them to 1990s Joe Biden. Yeah, Joe Biden's well to the right of them yeah, from, yeah, yeah. from the 1990s. In fact, I keep meaning to do yeah. a segment on old clips of his. Yeah. Because I mean, where he is on—I mean, on race and crime and and all that stuff. I mean, no, no one on the right would go anywhere near that today. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. Anyway, right. So, so Robert Kennedy Jr. Uh, he he's spent his time being an environmental lawyer, and he's been going off um, after um, you know a, a lot of um, big polluters, that kind of thing. You know, mm. mercury and rivers and, and and coal plants and all that kind of stuff. And he's used to bringing a high level of evidence to his cases because obviously. When he needs to win a case in a court of law, yeah, and he's going up against billion-dollar industries who can afford very good lawyers and and bring their own very good experts. So he is used to providing an evidentiary standard which is extremely high. So that I mean that that honestly that Spotify episode that I just pointed out is absolutely brilliant. It's worth watching and it, it provides the background to what we're going to get into. Now I don't want to I don't want to play all the clips because otherwise the whole episode will just be taken up with the clip of them, of them rambling through and making the point. But I am going to tease out one or two bits um, from the podcast and just make some of the claims as a way of getting into this. So um, one absolutely fascinating thing. Do you remember all that stuff about the COVID vaccine being 100% effective? Yeah. Do you know how they got there? No fascinating right what they did is that's from the Pfizer trial so what they did is they took 22,000 people and gave them a vaccine and 22,000 people and didn't give them a vaccine 
Right, and then they followed them, and they said they were going to follow them for, for five years. Yeah. Sounds reasonable. That seems a decent size. Big, big sample size, five years. Yeah, can you give that a plus? Basically, yep. what they did is they waited a short while, and one person in the COVID vaccine group died of COVID. Right. And two people in the in the no vaccine group died of COVID. Yeah. And then they stopped the trial. They immediately stopped the trial, so it only got into like four four or five months rather than the five years. Yeah. But because two is a hundred percent of one. What? Seriously, yeah. But that's. But it's, yeah. and it's not. It's not even. It's. I mean, it's fifty fifty percent more. Or a hundred. Is it? Is it no, yeah, well, more? no. Well, two one is, is two is a hundred percent of one. one. Is, one if, is if you do it from the perspective of, of the one, <laughs> yeah. Not yeah. if you do it from the perspective of the two, but yeah. But that's that's ridiculous. That's, yes. uh, that's not how. I mean, if you if yes. some's a hundred percent effective, it doesn't mean like. <laughs> It's twice, like, uh, or it's half as deadly as something else. It means it's zero. Yes, but you you can see how you can torture the logic to get to the point of anyway. So that that is where the hundred percent effective came right. from that we heard for the first three months of this thing coming out. It was from that troll. So that, so that's one of the things that he points out. So that's absolutely bonkers. Um, you know what, what else does he does? Oh yeah, he he basically he he spends a long time explaining the reason why um, in in the CDC. You, the way that you get promotions and career advancement and good performance reviews is by finding ways to increase vaccine uptake. Right. It's not by finding problems with vaccines. Right. And and then he went on to talk about the NIH, the uh, National um, Institute for Health or something, a big big um, American uh, regulator for vaccines. There, it's even worse. Right. So if you are one of the regulators and you work on getting a problem uh, a product through regulation, you then get a royalty. Right. So you have multiple individuals, and these royalties are typically about 150k a year. Right. So, so it's a big incentive. Yeah. So if you're, so for example, the Moderna vaccine. Yeah. That was when went through the NIH, and Fauci and a whole bunch of other employees there. They are now getting 150 grand a year, all of for, for basically in perpetuity. Right. So it's not even your lifetime; it could be your kid's lifetime. It's basically however long the product lasts. Right. Right. Jeez. So if you are getting 150k a year for that yeah. product being on the market. What's your incentives to say, oh, we found a problem with it? Yeah, that sounds like, I mean, how is that yeah. allowed? Yes, that's remarkable. I mean, we put it this way. I mean, I wouldn't do it personally because I have, you know, a basic moral standard. I wouldn't say a high one. Oh, but, but for I, 150 grand a year. Well, no, no, like- no. The example I was going to use is um, Claymore Mines as kindergarten toys. Right. right. Now, personally, I wouldn't go for that, even for 150 grand a year because I couldn't live with myself. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But there, there is a large enough percentage of the global population that would be okay. Claymore mines as children's toys in kindergartens for 150k a year. Yeah. I can get myself over that, and that that the, the percentage of that probably goes up for people who operate in these type of jobs because they're psychopaths yeah. and they like boats and money and all the other stuff. So, so I I think that there is a fundamental flaw. In well, it's, the, it's just a massive conflict of interest, yes. and that's that's the sort of thing that you know government yes. regulators are usually there to to remove. Yes, but they're they're probably doing the complete opposite. Yeah. Of all of this stuff, um, he makes other good points. Like he he points out that uh, I mean, you know that thing about how uh, you always told before surgery that every surgery has risks and you shouldn't do it. And actually, if you read the medication pullout thing, it always says yeah. you know medications has risks up to and including death. And therefore, so basically, surgery is a medication you're not supposed to use them unless you really need to. Right. Yeah. And he points <clears throat> out that um, the third biggest killer in the U.S. is prescription medication. 
Yeah. Not illegal drugs, prescription medication. So basically it's cancer, heart disease, prescription medication, third biggest killer. And and so basically everything he said so far, all of this is basically just facts. Fact, You're fact, barely fact, fact, dying fact. of the medication or dying with the medication. Um no, this this would be this would be of. Right. But now the argument would be, okay, well if you didn't have those medications, even more people would die. Yeah. But maybe, maybe not. Maybe there's some good ones, maybe there's some really bad ones, and maybe what you need is really good regulators who are incentivized to get to the bottom of this, and he basically explains why they are not incentivized to do any of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So all of these are really important points that are worth looking at, and, and he highlights that um, the US spends, I think it's $4.3 trillion a year yeah. on healthcare, and they get better, lower, they, they get lower health outcomes than Costa Rica and Mongolia. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's that's yes. not that money isn't spread equally across the population. Of course, if, you know, if you're rich, you can yeah. uh, you can afford much better healthcare. Although, I mean, yeah. uh, the financial incentive in healthcare doesn't yeah. always lead to, to better outcomes. This is what I mean. I'm a I'm a total mm. like free market libertarian, but I think the NHS is is a good mm. idea because uh, because if it, if a healthcare system is geared towards juicing as much, squeezing as much money out of mm. you as possible, um, that's well, not a system yeah. that's geared towards you know curing yeah. you my cousin worked as a as a locum on harley street uh, doing palliative care for for cancer patients so people you know mm. uh, approaching the end of their life and um because it was a private clinic and the people were very rich instead of sort of giving them the the medication to just ease out their last few months and let them spend time with their family they were selling them like sort of upselling really sort of risky experimental treatments for loads and loads of money these people are desperate so they're they're paying for it but it wasn't at all the sort of best option for them Mm, yeah, I can well believe that. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I push back on the idea that there are only two options, which is the NHS and the American oh, yeah, system. No, totally. I think, I think there's yeah. loads of different ways that you could get around yeah. it. But the, but the point is, uh, uh, you know, America clearly is spending an awful lot of money and getting worse outcomes than an awful lot of places. Yeah, and and I, and I just kind of put it like this: is my area of expertise has been finance. I know for a fact that the US is over financialized. Yeah, is it possible that the US is over medicated? Yeah, it seems it when seems, you're making money yeah. from it. It seems very liable. Yeah. And another thing, I mean, I'll just throw in there, it's not directly relevant to this point, but I just found it fascinating. He was talking about, you know, um, Roundup, that stuff you spill on... Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Monsanto. The, the active, yeah, the active ingredient in that was basically something that was going to go into a medication, and they realised it, it didn't have the outcome that they wanted. And right. At some point, somebody People pissed it. in the garden, they were killing their weeds. <laughs> <laughs> basically that, yeah. No yeah, way. basically they, they figured out that, that he was, he was killing stuff when it was coming out, <laughs> right? And um, so they thought, oh, hang on a minute, we can use this on... Um, on, on weeds right? yeah and what used to be the case you used to have basically loads of um people with mexican accents wandering around farms spraying it on a little weed here and there yeah, yeah. and then monsanto figured out a way of saying okay why don't we make a crop that you can spray roundup on yeah and it's fine and it kills everything else because then you don't need all those mexicans you basically just do it from a helicopter do everything yeah right and, and it kills everything off and he points out that basically at the same time they did that gluten allergies were like like that, right, yeah. Now that kind of makes sense to me. Yeah. Now, correlation is not causation, because you know, for example, the the classic one on this is um, uh, shark attacks and ice cream sales, hmm. perfectly correlated. One follows the other one in almost sort of you know perfect correlation. Yeah. But it's not causation. Yeah. So all of this stuff that he's pointed out um, doesn't necessarily mean he's one hundred percent right, but he's he's clearly onto something that is worth looking at. If, yeah. If, if all of these things go through, right. So and 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 these bigger thing is autism and vaccines. 
basically he points out that again it's just like the roundup example um uh, they got legal legal liability protection from um putting stuff out in vaccines the number of vaccines went through the roof yeah um a whole bunch of stuff including stuff that was basically designed to treat stds yeah that you only really kind of need to give to hookers um, but they would started giving well, easy it, no yeah Don't well start judging me <laughs> but they they started gave, giving it to six month old kids right because by doing that it then got the legal liability protection right and so that one went on the childhood um register yeah. and a whole bunch and it's something like 87 different vaccines that american kids now get yeah and he says you look at these things and and they all contain mercury which he happens to know a lot about because he spent a lot of time looking at mercury in rivers and stuff like yeah. that and it correlates very nicely with the increase in autism and right. maybe there's an issue there and then he's he, and then he goes through a whole list of scientific papers that have made exactly that connection yeah right? so there is a case to be answered for he's on the biggest podcast in the world he's got you know, massive support. I think one in five Democrats now want him as their as their presidential nominee. Right. So, I mean, he he, he well, I mean, he's got Joe Biden. <laughs> the man's so virile, so quick witted. Well, yeah. I mean, apart from the fact he can't walk or talk about doing himself a serious injury. I, mean, yeah. I know he's old, but still. Anyway, so having made all of these claims and sounding to me persuasive. Enter Peter Hortez. So uh, yeah, so this is this is um, no, that's not Peter Hortez. Well, the, the tweet is from Peter Hortez. So um, he basically starts calling on Spotify to censor this um, episode. Now you might be thinking to yourself, well, who is Peter Hortez? Well, actually, uh, he went on Rogan himself. So let's watch this clip from this health expert. Yeah, our thing is to go to the uh, it's called the burger joint or to um shake shack to get mm-hmm. a to get a cheeseburger we'll stick sneak some fries so mm. so you live in large we call it like that mouth pleasure so much you're willing to sacrifice a little bit i of am yeah i uh, you know i you know i i can i have to concede that's the case well there's i mean i don't have to tell you but there's a, a large body of data that connects poor diet to a host of diseases mm-hmm. That seems like a t- crazy decision for a guy in your line of work. There you go. Sometimes the, uh, <laughs> sometimes the, it's not all brain. It's, uh, it, it's something else. But I mean, if you ate healthy food, I mean, you, the thing is, your body starts craving healthy food. You start feeling. Yeah. No. No question. Results. No question about it. Do you take vitamins? I don't take vitamins. Really? Yeah. I don't wow. I don't think they do. I don't think they're needed. Because most in the, Amer- in the American, what? in the American, hold up, hold up, hold up. You don't think they're needed while you're eating junk food? Well, you think- ho- hopefully, I'm not only eating junk food. Okay, right? but you know, there's a large body of clinical mm-hmm. research on the efficacy of vitamins, mm-hmm. especially vitamins D, vitamins. I, B, I have this- taken vitamin D for periods, for on the recommendation of my internist. Yeah. Yeah. What about essential fatty acids, which mm-hmm. are great for your brain? Fish oil. Uh, all these different things that are fantastic. Uh, I'm, for I'm not going ar- to. I'm not going to argue with you. What you is got, going you, on with you, you, doctor? You got it. You got it, you got, on, you got it over me. Yeah, you got to yeah. sw- listen. But it would. You would have a much better argument. Don't you, you're, you think? You're, you're making my wife stay here. So. If you're taking care of yourself a hundred percent instead but of you just still need, But you still need your vaccines. Hmm. Right. So here we have a health expert who, who understands very clearly that health is not something that you do every day. It's not about exercise. It's not about vitamins. It's about Taking vaccines. Yes, yeah. about taking vaccines. Um, funnily enough, that's also how he makes his living, by, yeah. uh, by, by selling vaccines. You'll you be, you be shocked to hear. Well, yeah, I mean, if he was a fishmonger, he'd be like, listen, yes. you've got to eat fish. Yes, yes, I think it, I think it is exactly that. So, so Mr. Hortez, I mean, he, he's not unfamiliar with the Rogan 
experience because he's been on it himself, and he's he, he's not um, shy uh, of prominence and debating this this topic because he's always on TV, basically yeah. um, pushing this stuff. Um, the thing is, he, he he seems to like only having a debate on this subject if the channel that he is on is also sponsored by Vi- Pfizer. Otherwise, he he's less keen on having that debate. So basically, what you know, what happened then is um, is a whole bunch of people. Well, Rogan started off by saying, "Okay, well." Come back on, and have a and have a conversation with um, with RFK. See where you got to, um, and and that sort of kicked off this whole spat that we're here to talk about. Now, you know, and, and I'm, I'm going to borrow from from um, some comments that um, Rubin made. You know, people feel incredibly lied to at this point because we have been fed lie after lie after lie, um, and and he he lists a couple which are worth highlighting. Just the number of them we've had thrown at us: Russian collusion. Um, Donald Trump, very fine people. Um, Brett Kavanaugh is a serial rapist. Hunter Biden's laptop is yes. a is a conspiracy theory. Um, Jesse Smollett, Covington kids are racist. Mostly peaceful protests while the <laughs> fire is in the background. Um, Covid vax stops. Covid masks works. Lockdown is scientific. Boys are girls and vice versa. And Joe Biden is mentally sound. And just yesterday we had a teacher uh, telling pupils that they had to change school if they didn't <laughs> believe another pupil was a cat. <laughs> You're covering that next, aren't you? Yeah. Good. Yeah, yeah. Good. Good. So anyway, so the list goes on and on, and basically the people in power. They won't debate because for decades they haven't needed to. Yeah. Because they won by default because yeah. they were in a position of power. So so I think that what's happened is they've got lazy. Bad habits have crept in and that has led to corruption and mistakes. Yeah. Right. And now um, they can't let anybody see behind the curtain because they know how dirty it is behind there. Yeah. And especially with the legal system in the US, which is basically if you make a mistake, you get sued and you lose your house. Yeah. It is very difficult to admit to there being a mistake. And so you can't do it. And and, and actually I'll just make a broader point. I did um I did a, I did um some uh, brokenomics on um Thomas Sowell recently oh, and yeah. it involved me looking at a whole bunch of 70s um TV debates. Yeah. And it used to be common in the 70s for there to be like an hour long sit down high level debate between experts yeah. on on um quite nuanced subjects. These days, you don't get anything like that anymore. So this standard is about... Is, there just is no debate. Yeah. I mean, I can't, I can't remember one in any recent time. Anyway, so, so, so Rogan jumps in, Gadsad jumps in, Elon Musk jumps in, and then a whole swathe of people start offering this guy money. And it's like, well, for a charity of his choice. So, so, so I think Rogan starts off like 100 grand to a charity of your choice if you come on a new debate is RFK on my podcast. Yeah. Right, and anyway, it keeps on going and going. And last I saw it was up to 1.6 million. For a charity of his choice. So basically, what we're saying here is okay, um, you are um, a po- supposedly one of the world experts in this subject. Um, yeah, this is the this this is uh, this, this is the tweet here that um, uh, that, that must put up. So there's there's a whole series of this, and it, and it kicks off a whole sort of thing. Basically, the whole weekend was about was about this on Twitter. Um, so so basically, this guy is is apparently one of the leading experts in in vaccines, who has a PhD in the subject who is always on TV talking about them, and apparently it is completely unreasonable for him to do this because what we had is is basically argument after argument as to why it was completely and utterly unreasonable for this guy to come on and debate um, RFK on this. Um, let's go to the next tweet. I think there's one from um, you know Rob Rob Graham here. Um, it's a long it's a long tweet, but I just wanted to pull out a bit of it that I that just made me chuckle. 
Um, he says towards the end, I think, of the second tweet is, moreover, the RFK Rogan audience have such low levels of education, they simply cannot follow the complex explanations debunking it. <laughs> that was... that's, that's the language of uh, dictatorship. Like, oh, the, you can't trust people yeah. to vote. They're too stupid. Well, th what that reminds me of is, is, is the Middle Ages and the, and the thing about we have to keep the Bible in, in Latin. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. people are just simply too stupid to understand it. They need yeah. to have it fed to them as, yeah. to, as, as to why they need to sort of do all these things. Um, so anyway, there, 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 was, there was a whole bunch of, of the, I mean, there were thousands of them. The whole, honestly, the whole weekend was, was basically everybody on the left coming up and saying, it's impossible for this guy with a PhD who debates these subjects all the time on TV to go on Joe Rogan and debate it against RFK. Yeah. Um, and basically everybody on the right was saying, just just have a conversation. Did the did just he end up doing it? No, oh. no, no. He he he's still. I mean, I I just, just checked before we came on the pod. He's still making excuses as to why he couldn't possibly go on there and debate this stuff. Right. Um, yeah, there might be a reason why he's a bit concerned about getting tripped up. I think we've got another video of Peter here. This this might throw some light on it. I'm strongly recommending for adolescents to get their two doses of vaccine and fully immunized after those two doses. Advanced technology that can help save lives. This is going to be a long-lasting vaccine. A long-lasting vaccine. A few moments later. We're seeing that two doses is not holding up well for emergency room visits. It's not holding up well for hospitalizations. Here we go again. Everyone's going to need a booster. You need that third immunization. Triple the amount. Get that third immunization. The two mRNA vaccines were always a three-dose vaccine. The two mRNA vaccines were always a three-dose vaccine. <laughs> We've, I've always said this is a three-dose vaccine. We've, I've always said this is a three-dose vaccine. This is a three-dose vaccine. But I'm not done yet. That third immunization. The problem is it's not holding up. So we may have to look at sort of innovative solutions. Oh, God, not this again. A fourth immunization oh just just to keep them to keep them going to keep the country uh, going we have to consider some out-of-the-box things a fourth immunization fourth. a fourth immunization get that second boost a second boost to keep the country uh, going i've made that recommendation a fourth immunization but i'm still not done One semester <laughs> later. unfortunately the numbers are starting to trend up again so the hospitalizations are up and so the most important message that i have this morning is get your new bivalent booster uh Willie and Lise were saying they got their booster, and I was like, oh, I need to get mine. And then I found out they, they're talking about the third shot. Mm -hmm. And is that the bivalent, or is it the fourth booster, or does it matter? Like, uh, Don't worry so much about the number of... There's no wrong way to use... <laughs> <laughs> that is a genius clip, whoever put that together. Yeah. It's, it's in the reading list. If you want, It's worth going and watching the whole thing. Yeah. But basically, where he gets to is um, one a month. Right, that was that was his ultimate. A position. vaccine a month. Yes. Oh my god! When I was a kid, you got like one. You got one in your arm, and it was like that. Do you for like whooping cough? Actually, I never got the. I never. I never got the. The thing. I had whooping cough and mumps and all the rest of it. Right. But ex uh, mom was a hippie. But right. like, yeah, you used to like it was like eat a sugar cube for polio. Like I had that one. Oh yeah. And the other one's like a multi jab that goes yes. in your and it goes in your arm once. Maybe you get it twice. And if you go on holiday, you have to get vaccinated for like you know whatever. They've got over there diphtheria or whatever, yeah. but like none of this like one once a month vaccine. What sort of vaccine runs out after a month? This is like they're moving to a su subscription model instead oh, yeah. of a one time lump sum. And, and they, they want to keep keep you paying. And and he was pushing this for twelve year olds. So it went from it went from two and you're done yeah. because you'll never catch COVID. To let's say you're twelve and you live to ninety. Yeah. Uh, nine hundred and thirty six 
vaccine doses. Yeah. It's, it that, that's come. smart. That was quick. <laughs> that's that's quick. counting. Right. Uh, next, uh, next tweet. Right, uh, this is um, uh, oh yeah, so so basically there was there was just hun- there was just hundreds and hundreds of these. Yeah. Right. So um, th- this woman is saying uh, these smug pilots have lost touch with uh, regular passengers like us. Who do you think should fly the plane? She's called Mandy Slutsker. I n- I didn't even notice. I just that wanted until to point now. that out. That is that is unfortunate. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the government didn't bloody um, mandate that we all had to fly on a new prototype plane. I bet Mandy Slutsker has been on a mandate. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on before you make any more jokes on, on poor old Mandy. Um what's the next one? Um Oh yeah, uh, uh no, no, might be might be another one. Oh yeah, yeah, the, the guy in the corner, yeah. So so Rogan wants to host two vaccine scientists on the data then I'm all for it. So basically this, this doctor is saying that um you know if it's two vaccine salesmen, yeah, ultimately deriving their income from Pfizer, yeah, then that's a worthwhile debate. Otherwise, yeah, yeah. Let's not, let's not do that one. Um, what, what have I what have I got in the next one? Um, uh, there is there is nothing to debate. The vaccines work. Why debate something if everybody can look it up for themselves? This is patently obvious to the rest of the world. Uh, we ran a race against the clock to get these, and once we had them, fewer people died. It's not rocket science. It's vaccine. Vaccine science is medical. Uh, the, the 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 failures of logic in that. Yeah, I mean, I've got like. Personally, I've got no doubt that, you know, vaccines uh, saved lives, reduced the severity of symptoms for some people and stuff. I never got I never got vaccinated, like, uh, but I just, I know that for people, are, like, COVID seemed to mostly affect fat and old people. So, yes. like, vaccinate them, you know what I mean? This yeah. guy's pushing vaccines on, like, 12-year-olds. 12-year-olds were yeah. pretty much, I, pretty I'm, much completely unharmed. I'm deeply suspicious they did anything at all. But, I mean, yeah. if, if if you're fat and old, well, I mean, you know, why not? Just yeah, why, what's, it, what's it going to do? Yeah, all right, it, it might yeah. might increase the risk of, you know, certain certain complications from the vaccine, but you're, you're fat and old. Yeah, oh, yeah, your, your like, life expectancy is, is not high anyway. Yeah, so it's probably on the balance yeah. of probabilities it's going to take but, a bit of the COVID fair, or whatever. If I was fat and but old, for they, healthy young people, yeah. I mean, it seems seems ridiculous. If I was fat and old, there's a whole list of substances that I would be looking to before just going for that one anyway. Because, yeah. I mean, you, you know, you've, got, you've not got much time left, so you might as well get high. Yeah. That's my thinking. Um, right. Um, now, the, the, the thing that really upset people was, uh, yeah, this, this whole autism thing. And, and basically, he cannot get anybody to debate him. He's been trying for 18 years. Uh, let's listen to the man himself. There's no problem here. But this is my point that I, I asked him, what does? And he said, yeah. there's a, a few, there's environmental factors that are aware of. I go, what are those? And he couldn't cite them. Yeah. Like, how can you be so sure to say this definitely doesn't? But you're telling me there's a bunch of environmental factors that do cause it, and we're aware of those factors, but you're not aware of them, and you're an expert in this? Yeah. How is that possible? You're a, I mean, that, that's the... He's that, a health expert. That's the big question that anybody who says it's not the vaccines, I'm like, okay, fine. But they don't want... If you but say it's me, not the vaccines, people go, ah, yeah. good. That's, that's what I wanted to hear. That's yeah, what I wanted to hear. What is it? When you say it is the vaccines, people go, oh, my God, I don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear it, and they get angry. They get angry at you, and they go, oh, tinfoil hat conspiracy theorist. And But the fact Man. that no one will debate you speaks volumes, especially now. They can't say now that you're not popular. And what's uh, crazy is that B- Biden now has decided he's not even going to debate anybody in the primary. All right. So, so basically the official line is, is that don't worry, we know exactly what's causing this surge in autism. It's environmental factors. Okay, I'd, I'd have thought 
I mean, I've, I haven't looked into it, yeah. but because um, parents are getting older. I think I think a lot of stuff comes down to well, yeah, but that's not the official line. The official line is it's environmental factors. Oh, really? And it's well understood, right? But okay, so what are the environmental factors? Oh, we can't tell you, right? Yeah. So you know, possibly that there is a case here because they're telling us it's the other thing. So the, I mean, they're saying that you know, okay, it's well understood what it is, but we can't tell you what it is. Um, but it's definitely, definitely not all this massive increase in vaccines that, that people are being forced to take from a yeah. young age which are filled with mercury so yes mm. that's the line i thought it's because everybody's waiting until they're like 41 to squeeze a baby out so they're getting like you know ivf and all the rest be. of it and like i, mean, then, and I, 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 I mean i had a baby yeah. age uh 46 me not the, not the baby that'd be yes. very old for a baby but yes. it's uh i think it's the older you are i mean al pacino just had a baby and he's aged 83 Dude, as, as a man the older you are the more sort of like your your dna degrades it's not quite the same as, as really? you don't hit that that wall but yeah you're I, th I thought it was more of an issue with the mother i mean it is more of an issue with the mother but yes. like uh, as a man um the older yes. you are the more your sort of dna degrades but yeah men yeah. and women well, you need one of each. Are yeah. having yes. um children later and later now because they prioritize their that's careers. that's not the official line anymore one right. of each no it can be oh yeah no yeah, yeah that's <laughs> two true. of one um Right, one final tweet on this on this whole thread. Um, so um, Peter Hortes um, basically wanted to make it a hate crime to criticise public health officials. Right. Um, so he was pushing this back during the uh, the, um, the, the the pandemic, um, which is basically saying that um, yeah, you should be locked up if you if you question Fauci and other public health that officials. That is insanity. I've noticed that like hate yes. crime is like it immediately just became a tool for silencing any sort yes. of dissent or any criticism. And yes. criticism is absolutely necessary. If you interrogate an idea yeah. and question it, then you make the idea stronger. You show that it's uh, yes. you you show by by defeating the criticism, you show that it's it's strong. And also ideas from the criticism. Make Make it better so yes. stalin for example i mean you see under any sort of autocratic yeah. regime it's it's a much they, they make much worse decisions like militarily stalin mm. you know stalin was uh, until he started taking advice from his generals he was doing an absolutely yes. terrible job and then obviously you know once he'd actually uh, won world war ii uh, he then you know had everybody gave him advice yeah. he had them killed for for giving him advice and questioning him in the in the first place yeah but uh, but yeah man like that's that's why sort of demo that's the strength of democracy mm. is is the debate and the clash of ideas and the question oh absolutely it's 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 100 how you get to the truth and the thing is with rk is he is he's written a book the real Anthony Fauci. Uh, we got it in the office somewhere. In fact, I should have brought it along. But uh, he, he he's written a whole book on this. Now that book um, is basically one hundred percent libelous if it's not true. Right. And it's been out for about five years. So and why Fauci is he not hasn't sued? sued him yet. Yeah. Okay. Fauci'd have a long list of people to sue them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, this guy. I mean, he's he's got the money. He can pay. Yeah, yeah. So and you make money if you're if you're successful. Yeah, and there's there's no reason not to go after him. So you know, I, I would just say, who do you trust? You know, yeah. is it the guy who's taking the funding for the vaccine companies, um, and Bill Gates? Hortes gets a lot of money from Bill Gates, um, who want who doesn't want to debate, and he basically wants to make debate illegal. Or is it the guy who wrote a book and put all his claims out there and uh, is saying, yeah, come along and debate me, and if I'm wrong, I can be sued. You know, yeah, pick your poison. Yeah, right. Okay. I'll do my, my section now on uh, Pride and how it sort of lost its way. Because, I mean, Pride, oh, start, no. Pride started out, you know, as a, as a good idea. There's genuine oppression against gay people. There's discrimination in employment, education, uh, in the military. You weren't allowed to serve in the military, although obviously, you know, people did and just didn't say. Yeah. Uh, you weren't allowed to get married. Uh, and it was it was straight up illegal to, to have a bit of, uh, you know, man-on-man -man action. You know, there, people were sent mm. to jail, uh, you know, arrested and all the rest of it. 
for, for all that stuff. So, you know, it started in 1970, the uh, Pride marches in the UK yeah. started in 1972, and uh, homosexuality had been partially decriminalised by the Sexual Offences Act of 1967. Uh, so it was no longer illegal for two men over the age of 21 to have sex in private in England and Wales. Uh, still still a crime in Scotland, but, you know, we're... we're um, what, homosexuality is still illegal in Scotland? No, I'm guessing it was then. Ah, oh, okay. Um, oh, in 1970. Yeah, but, but that is because men in Scotland have got... Um, um, it's, it's, we've got much easier access because of the kilts. So, but, um, but is is the solution to legalise it, or is the solution to go down the cannabis route where you basically just never enforce it? Uh, uh, probably to to legalise it because otherwise it's a sort of you know it's right. just a discrimination. Um, but you know, yeah, but then you end up where we are today, and that's well, we're, I'm, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get on right, to that. Okay, right. So yeah, so uh, th and thousands of men were con convicted in the following years for indecency, soliciting, or importuning offences yeah. that criminalised interactions would would not that wouldn't have been illegal for a man and a woman. Um, even in the military, you could you could get a custodial uh, sentence. So you know the right to exist, to gather in public, and to be seen was was a, a powerful thing. You know, and uh, you know people really felt it. And you know, was genuinely brave to march back then. They were, they were getting bottles chucked at them. Uh, they were getting abuse shouted at them by the police who didn't have rainbow helmets on mm. uh, then. But most importantly, pride back then was adult, adult gay people. Yes. Wanting to, you know, wanting just wanting to exist and have the the same rights. So you know, nobody's got a problem with you know adult gay people. Now they've sort of brought, uh, well, we'll get onto it. But they've sort of yeah. they're they're bringing kids into it and they're making it not about uh, sexuality anymore. Uh, but yeah, after you know the first pride, you know the, the fight for equal equality really started working. The rights started expanding. They got the the freedom to serve in the military. Uh, the Equality Act of 2010 made employment discrimination illegal. And uh, in 2013, gay marriage, uh, same-sex marriage, was was passed. Um, and I mean, I, I think I think gay well, marriage was all, always a bit gay. You know, you got, you uh, got cake, you got yeah. flowers, you got people saying "I love you." So I'm not a fan of marriage. I th I think well, I think it well. should be mandatory. It should be right. it should be mandatory for uh, for for gay people just to, you know, it's like oh, you want. Oh no, no, so I'm much? talking about marriage in general. We well, don't like marriage. Yeah, but well, I don't like the fact that the state controls it. I think it should be you should separate state from from marriage. Yeah, no, the state doesn't really control it because yeah. once you're at home, like yeah. the state isn't there i'm married i've never once yeah but i, I had to go to a, a, a like a, a a government office and get a little piece of paper that said i could and that annoyed me yeah yeah but otherwise you're not yeah. official it's like getting getting your car insured or something you mm. can't you can't just like maybe that's a bad example but you know yeah or getting a gun registered you can't yeah i'd like to do that you can't get it registered by just your mate down the pub pub or whatever um, but yeah, and also socially, you know, homosexuality, yeah. all, all that sort of stuff became much more acceptable and equality was achieved and oppression just isn't the same now. You know, people talk mm. about, oh, it's literal genocide and we're so oppressed. It's like, no, there's like, there's literal, there's genuine like gay bars yeah. in every town where you can go in and, you know, suck a dick or whatever you want to do. And, you yeah. know, and that's great. But they're... They're state-sanctioned. It's know, not a terribly effective spaces. genocide if the numbers keep going up every exactly. year. Exactly. Yeah, 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 totally. And, you know, now every corporation is desperate to, to show, you know, desperate to be part of Pride and show yeah. how accepting they are and how inclusive they are. And there's huge positive representation in the media. Um, but now, you know, we've got this acceptance in, in law and in society. Uh, but, 
you know, the it's, it's like the guy with the sword who killed the dragon, and then he still the sword, so he's going around looking for more stuff to kill. They're, they're still fighting that. They're still fighting that. So now there's 180 Pride events across the UK. Uh, you know, Pride London has 50 events alone, uh, you know, just to, to make sure that, you know, the equality is maintained. Uh, but Pride isn't the same as it was. I mean, Bill Clinton first declared June to be National Gay and Lesbian Pride Month back in 1999. Uh, but now uh, Barack Obama and Joe Biden have expanded the Pride declarations to include more people of different sexualities and gender identities. So this year, Joe Biden proclaimed June to be Lesbian, Gay, Bisexual, Transgender, Queer and Intersex Pride Month. So uh, instead of just being lesbian and gay, it's become LGBTQI plus and all the rest of what it. About, what about all the other ones? Do they, do they, because that sounds a bit exclusive, doesn't it? Well, no, it's in plus. Plus covers oh, everything. the plus covers yeah, that. Yeah. Right, plus okay. covers all your two-spirit and all the rest of it. Right. But yeah, that, that QI plus includes all kinds of you know weirdos that have got nothing yeah. at all to do with homosexuality. Uh, so, yes. you know, fetishists and, and just fringe lunatic uh, activists. So Carla J, who helped organise the mm. first ever Pride marches in New York and Los Angeles in 1970, says, uh, you know, LGBTQIA... Um, is so broad that it's really quite difficult to hold together as a front. I mean, the, the A in that, for example, stands for asexuals. And asexuals have never been discriminated against. I mean, sorry if you're asexual and you have been discriminated against. Isn't that Asexual is when you don't have sex. You choose not to have sex. I mean, I'm guessing oh. in a lot of cases, if they could actually get sex, they, they wouldn't be They would suddenly to... decide that they're not an yeah, A anymore. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. But right. asexuals is somebody who, who you know, doesn't want to have sex. And it's like, yes. that's that's exactly what every sort of, you know, religious doctrine, oh, all the rest of it. that's married people. That's not, like, that's, that's what every religious... Right, person. What all the sort of patriarchal societies have said to to yes. the young people: oh, don't don't have any sex. Wait until you're married, and so that is yes. asexual. I mean, you doing should, exactly what yeah, they want. There's you never, should, you there's probably never been a yeah. There's never been a dad yeah. who's like, listen, listen, while you're living under my roof, it's my rules. You can have some sex. You know what I mean? That's not that's not a, a father. That there's I don't know, maybe asexuals get discriminated against. You know, uh, yeah. if they park where there's dogging. And you know, then the doggers will get annoyed. But there's no, yeah, there's no discrimination. There's against a big A-sexual dogging people. spot near mine. Near mine, actually. It's that's a, that's great. You, you don't want to go to that car park early in the morning for a walk with the kids. I've early in the morning, it. they do it. In the well, morning. Yeah, no, 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 they do it overnight. But you know, oh, they, they, they don't the, clean up after themselves. Right? Yeah, they leave the stuff. You know, quite often there'd be like seven cans of lager and like twenty-two condoms left lying around. And you, right. and things. I look at that and I think to myself, I don't approve of your lifestyle. Yeah. But whoever that bloke is. Thumbs yeah. up to you, sir. Could be more than one, I yeah. suppose. Oh, yeah, I didn't think of that. Um, and a, a lot of stuff in Pride now uh, isn't anything to do with uh, lesbians or gays. It's uh, mm. heterosexuals who have a kink, like dressing up like a puppy or, you know, having a you know a dwarf in a chain covered in goose fat or whatever it is. Whatever the kink is, it's, it's not to do with being lesbian or gay. Uh, mm. And gender ideology as well. The T, the, the trans and, you know, all the other gender identities. It has nothing to do with sexual intercourse between adults, but relates to what you identify as and yes. also crosses the boundary into children and you know what they identify yep. so we're starting to they're starting to co-opt uh, children in, into yeah. this um and this alienates women and lesbians i mean we've got a video um coming up i think it's uh, it's this one this is sports people we're allowed to at the yeah. moment no, except, i just want to that, make sure that, yeah you'll know now let me just explain to yeah. you and yeah. it'll give you some understanding yeah. so at the moment your march <laughs> this group of people yeah. is causing confrontation between different groups of we're people lesbians. okay we're lesbians. It's 
whatever you are at the moment, is causing confrontation. We don't want to do that. We want to be but that's your choice. So what I'm telling you is to make sure it's safe. We are going to remove you from the road. And I want you to do that of your own accord. I want to make sure I understand that you are removing lesbians from like LGBT march. Yes, that what is what's doing. happening. Okay, why? <laughs> for safety. For your safety for my for other people's safety. That's yeah, that's enough of that. So these are women at Pride Kumru in Wales, and they're carrying banners adorned with the words trans activism erases lesbians and lesbians don't like penises because there's been this uh, this movement in LG, but, but, LGBTQ to um, sort of almost pressure lesbians to, yeah. to have sex with uh, trans women who have penises. But right. the lesbians are like, I, I'm, I'm same sex attracted, not same gender attracted. And, you know, so, but they're saying, oh, you're being... But, but the L's are literally, literally the start of LGBT. Exactly, they're at the exactly. So, so is it, this thing is now moving on so far that the, the, the letters are now starting to drop off the other side. Yeah, yeah, they're getting they're getting pushed out. They're seen yeah. as, you know, the, the bigoted old guard because, you know, these bigoted lesbians yeah. won't, won't have sex with, with trans trans women. Yeah, chop, uh, chop they're, your they're, tits they're, off. They're bigot, described kind of as, uh, they're say, yeah. they're say, they say they're not real lesbians, they're vagina fetishists. It's, you know, it's really mind-blowing stuff. Um so uh so yeah so they were they were kicked off the right. those lesbians were kicked off the pride parade um and you know there's been other uh, sort of attacks on lesbians at pride parade so uh in 2018 at one of the get the l out protests the gay male mc joked on stage that the protesters should be dragged off the parade by their sa saggy tits I mean, that's a pretty nasty thing to say about... That's a misogynist uh, thing to say. And uh, Angela Wilde, the founder member of uh, Get, uh, Get the L Out, um, said that they protested the march to highlight the appalling treatment of lesbians by the queer-identified crowd and the climate of sexual coercion that lesbians have to navigate daily. Uh, she says, the way we were treated both by the LGBT crowd and the police who refused to let us march and failed to protect us is, is a clear reflection of the current anti-lesbian image brought by trans activists. So that's a lesbian talking about pride. Just to come back on the saggy tits thing, I will have to give the tease this. They do have cracking norks. Yeah, because they're, they're yeah. generated. Yes. They're put there by yes. a surgeon. Um yes. So it's great. Although not all of them, you can just identify. The gender ideology is, has mm. reached the point where anybody can just identify as, as whatever. Um, so, yes. you know, I can say I'm a woman and then I'm a woman. I just don't subscribe to, you know, patriarchal gender. Well, you norms. can get back on the BBC then. Well, <laughs> there's a comedian who did that. Um, oh, what's his name? Will Franken. So he, he lived, right. and this, this was before all the sort of gender ideology stuff kicked off. Right. Um, but basically, he just chucked a frock on and said, I'm a woman. And I booked him for a show. And uh, he was standing outside the show, just like six feet, like six foot two or whatever, smoking a cigarette. And um, with a frock. And the, yeah, with a, you know, just frock on. And um, right. the bouncer saw him and was all like, Who's this? And like, well, you know, can you just move? You just move away from the front door of the building, please, while you're smoking. And uh, Will Franken or Sarah Franken turned around and was like, "You're gonna make a lady smoke in the rain." <laughs> <laughs> the funniest thing, funniest thing I've seen. Um, but yeah, and uh, some people are saying that LGBT now erases. 
gaze. Gender ideology erases gaze. Uh, so yeah. this is uh, whistleblowers from the Tavistock Gender Clinic, which is the, the UK's main clinic for uh, for gen, you know, treating gender dysphoria and transitioning children and uh, I think adults as well, but I'm, I'm not sure. Yes. And they said uh, it feels like conversion therapy for gay children, according to these clinicians. So ex-NHS staff fear that homophobia is driving a surge in transgender young people. This experimental treatment is being done not only on children, but very vulnerable children who have experienced mental health difficulties, abuse, family trauma, and sometimes those other factors just get whitewashed, one female clinician said. If someone was suggesting plastic surgery or any other permanent change we'd be saying hang on a minute yeah. but because it's you know gender transitioning you know nobody questions that you're not allowed you're uh, you know you, you get sent on training courses if you question it clinical psychologists carry out each initial session each initial assessment of the Tavistock they're the gatekeepers who decide whether to refer transgender youngsters to the endocrine clinic for the next stage of treatment therapists once had months to work through underlying issues before making decisions on medical intervention but the clinicians claim that young people are now routinely referred for hormone therapy after as few as three sessions that's, I mean, that's insane. So three, three sessions, and you're on hormones, and so you're it on is, that pathway. It is one hundred percent grooming, and we know this because rates of transgenderism is going up, and then the pandemic hit, and they, and these kids no longer had access to teachers, yeah, and these clinicians, and the rate of transgenderism started to trend back to the baseline, right? And it was only once the lockdowns were over and they got access to the teachers. So it is, it is provably grooming, right? Right. I haven't seen that that data, but I, yeah. I believe you implicitly. Um, they they believe that physically healthy children are being medicated in response to pressure from transgender lobby groups and parental anxieties. So many potentially gay children be, were being sent down the pathway to change gender. Two of the clinicians said there was a dark joke among staff at the Tavistock that there would be no gay children left or no gay people left because they were transitional. So anybody who presented with, uh, you know, quite often, you know, uh, gay people will have, you know, a gay man will have sort of feminized characteristics and, you know, mm. vice versa. We just saw the lesbians arguing there. They're saying, you, know, like, you, you get yes. British lesbians, you know what I mean? And like, so now gender ideology will say, oh, you've got some, uh, you've got some characteristics that are tradi yeah. have traditionally, stereotypically been seen as from the other, uh, other sex. Yeah. So, uh, you know, oh, maybe you're transgender and they're getting, they're getting, you know, put into these, uh, these clinics and, uh, and mm. you know, Previously, they would maybe grow up and be gay adults, and instead they're transitioning them. It's like Iran. It's like what they do in Iran because homosexuality yeah. is illegal there. Yeah. Um, another person said, another clinician at the Tavistock said, I frequently had cases where people started identifying as trans after months of horrendous bullying for being gay. Uh, young lesbians considered the, at the bottom of the heap suddenly found they were really popular when they said they were trans because it's the, you know, it's the right. cool thing to do now. Another clinician said, we heard a lot of homophobia, which we felt nobody was challenging. A lot of the girls would come in and say, I'm not a lesbian. I fell in love with my best girlfriend, but then I went online and realized I'm not a lesbian. I'm a boy. So, you know, that's this sort of internalized homophobia. And part of the surge in transitioning is due to transitioning, replacing anorexia as the preferred social contagion of middle class white teens who want to desexualize and control their bodies. You can see, uh, you can see this is this represents internet searches. Uh, so it shows, you know, the ah. level of interest in each. So you can see anorexia is trending down to, you know, very yes. minimal levels. And as it's trended down, uh, transgenderism has, has, you know, surged up and, um, and, and taken over. That uh, is very interesting. So, you know, like, 
you know what it's like as a I mean, we're going to talk about the, the 90s yeah. in a bit well, when you're at school man things go round you know you, everybody gets yeah, yeah. a mullet everybody gets you know double yeah. denim and then but at oh, least it, you can you can grow a mullet out yeah. you can't if you get a mastectomy get, or get, yeah. get your genitals removed like there's yeah. no and kids are asking now kids that have transitioned are asking in forums like and, you know, and, when will my, when will my breasts grow, bra- grow back yeah. and it's like man that's that, I mean that's that's tragic. like a Monty Python sketch that yeah yeah man it's, it's sad yeah. and there's uh, there's other pridey type stuff dragging kids in so there's a drag queen story hour there's a munich library that had uh, had a an act called eric big clip reading stories to a kid uh, the next um tab we've got um somebody <laughs> oh, I, just heard, I just heard the producer go oh <laughs> sure, so clearly so this I, there was there was a clearly identifiable bollock hanging out there that is I, I don't like it leo that is a woman's uh that is a woman's scrotum that you can see so this is uh this is a, a female identifying oh god uh, kids dancer. in the front row there's kids yeah there's kids watching it i mean oh. liberal kids but yeah kids are liberal parents but still i don't, I don't think anybody deserves it uh, and also i don't know, deserve this brain, brain we're all somebody's child uh, pride has become a lot more performative and because of tribalism liberal parents you know drag their toddlers down you know they say trump and DeSantis don't like this so i'm going to drag my toddlers down to pride and force them to stare to, to, to own trump yeah and the next tab shows uh shows exactly this i think it's the one after this um so that's another you know terrible thing but that's just a naked man in front of small children you yeah. used to get arrested for that when i was a kid yeah and now you know i mean I'm not saying that you know we've got we've got these things like you know um, there's the naked family sex show and all all these things where uh, you know people expose themselves or simulate sex in front of children in a live environment and you know I'm not saying they've got bad intentions or they're they're pedophiles oh, or anything. No, they, but no, if, they, I'm sure they are. If somebody, <laughs> <laughs> if some, but if somebody you know was a pedophile and they yeah. wanted to have access to children and they wanted to, they, they got a thrill out of being naked yes. in front of children, that's where that's where they'd go. That's you know that's the forum for it. It's not the Catholic Church anymore. It's not the BBC. It's you know that's that's where you'd go. We we need more data. We need another one of your charts. We need Google searches for how do I become a Catholic priest versus <laughs> how. How do I do drag time story yeah. hour and just see and you can see in the, if in the, the lines 16, cross in the sixteen hundreds? Yeah. There are very few searches, but um, yeah, the the next tab shows you know pride has become performative and you know very sexualized, and here's uh, somebody's butthole being exposed to, to a toddler, um, which you know I know part of me thinks like these liberal parents they're just messing up their children like just this is darwinism just let it happen but no they're they're kids you know it shouldn't it it shouldn't go on uh it's uh it's it's ridiculous um but corporations support pride i mean there's huge amounts of funding i I better just you know quickly skip through this uh like insane amounts of of funding you know the corporations pay up to two hundred forty thousand pounds to have their brands uh you know put on the the pride floats and and all the rest of it um and uh, and there's taxpayers money as well last year the mayor's office in london pledged continuing support with six hundred and twenty-five thousand pounds for pride it's just insane that's money that should be well it just shouldn't be taken off people like if that's what money's been spent on like uh, if there's so many corporate sponsors why why do you need all this money they've got so much money because um I mean, a, de- a decade ago, they really needed taxpayers' money to, to keep going. Uh, but apparently now it's only about 9% of uh, the income of Pride. Um, a, lot, a lot of the rest comes from, from corporate sponsorship. It sometimes backfires. Getting involved in Pride can backfire 
for corporations now and it's because pride has been corrupted and you know it isn't just about adult homosexuals yeah. anymore it's about all this fetishism and uh, you yeah. know queer ideology gender ideology and sort of you know bringing kids in in quite sort of uh, nefarious ways that yeah. you know I, I don't it's like just man just stay away from kids that's i mean it's that, that's not bigoted to say stay yeah. away from kids well the, the question i ask with this stuff is if it was a design to get to open paedophilia as soon as possible mm. How would it look different to what we're currently seeing? Yeah, exactly. And we're seeing, uh, yeah. you know, mainstream media like ABC, uh, which is, you know, the equivalent of the BBC um, in yeah. Australia. They they issued a, a sort of style. They they issued guidance for their reporters saying, um, don't uh, don't call, uh, don't don't use the term paedophile because it's <laughs> it's something I can't remember. It was like it's hurtful uh, they, to them or something. Yeah, they like because uh, they they said like pedophiles don't always act on their uh, urges, so we don't want to like you know smear them as as assaulters. And I'm like, man, like I think it's okay to we we don't need to worry about pedophile the rights. To the pedophiles, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So if there's one group, I'm not gonna like you know go and like you know bang down the door of city hall. But, they, but they've for... started. <laughs> they are doing it now. Because you would you yeah. would have said the same thing about um you know the the trannies. What you know twenty years ago, people would have made the same arguments. But but now it's it's like okay we're knocking down that fence and we're going for the next one. I think well transgender people. I think it's you know I absolutely accept transgender people like the genuine transgender people who sort of put effort in and like look like women. It's the ones that just look like me. Like there's not even any lipstick, and they're like, oh, I'm a woman. It's like, what? Why am I? I, don't, I, I don't why even, am I having to do your your transition yeah. in I, my I, head? I, I why why I you not even, at least meet me halfway? I don't even care about them because they're kind of taking the piss. It's the ones that you started with. It's it's the young, no, they're, they're the not. young lesbians who are basically being said, okay, no, you have to go down the trans route, not the not the lesbian route. Yeah, they're being railroaded away from yes. from being a, a lesbian. Yeah, yeah that's. Yeah. I mean, that's that's shocking. That's that's yeah. gay erasure. Yeah, uh, which is a great band, by the way. Yes, gay erasure. But um, yeah, so. Uh, co corporations sponsor it um so but it sometimes it backfires i mean target uh they had pride displays right up the front of their stores i mean it's uh it's, it's crazy how how much you know this can can take over shops now but they had like uh tuck friendly uh transgender bathing suits for for kids and stuff i have enjoyed the trolling that's been going on there yeah and they lost uh 15 billion dollars off their off their market cap yeah, yeah. um and also, they, when they moved their pride displays, when they toned it down a bit, that that then angered all the sort of LGBT bomb threats, didn't they? <laughs> so they couldn't make anybody happy. Bud Light, of course, was a yes. was a famous one. Um, and after more after more than two decades as America's best selling beer, Bud Light has slipped into second place after just one little sponsorship of Dylan Mulvaney. Wait, they're still at second. They're yeah, they're still still at wow. second. But I mean, this is. Um, this is they're they're basically giving the beer away for free yeah. uh, right now, which I mean to be honest, it's it's awful beer. It's three and a half percent. It's just it tastes of nothing. It manages to taste horrible right. and of nothing at the same time. And the, pretty much the most convincing part of Dylan Mulvaney's transition was the fact <laughs> they're drinking Bud Light. That is, you yes. know, I, I don't think it's a particularly manly beer, but it's yes. certainly not seen as it now. Uh, this so is this, like trans water, isn't it? And it, again, they've lost, um, I can't remember how much uh, they've lost off their share share price, but it's like, right. it's in a similar sort it's, of It's part of a much bigger group, so it's difficult. Billions. To, yeah. well, it's Anheuser-Busch, uh, 
Bush Bud, or something, yeah. Budved or something like that. Yeah. Um, and Wix, most most recently we had Wix, the chief operating officer. Uh, so they, they support Pride. Um, and they were also pushing gender ideology on this call. Uh, this this guy in the top right is Fraser Longdon, uh, brackets he slash him, just in case you're wondering if that was a woman. Uh, and he said that gender critical activists are bigots and weren't welcome in his stores, in Wix stores. I mean, this is it's interesting. It's, all, it's supposed to be all about inclusivity and diversity, but not oh, yeah. not if you're not if you're a gender critical feminist, then you're not welcome. Not if so, you have this opinion. No, no, no. This is just this is just for these. So it's I, like, that's not inclusive. That's well, excluding people. I, I I do have mates in trades who regularly go into Wix, yeah. and I don't think he has fully understood his his customer base yeah yeah honest. a bit like bud light yeah you know bud light bud light is sent, is for you know bros sports bros to drink in the yes. hot sun because it's yes. weak so you can drink loads of it without falling over oh. and you know they're not like i'll just get a stronger liver they're not well yeah. they're not like it's warmer in america though to be fair like you couldn't drink can actually british people can't drink stella they all fall over but like they're yeah they're not you know being like well we need more you know yeah. Transgender stuff. It's like you know, yes. man. Like if you're marketing something to like fourteen year old girls or whatever, then Dylan Mulvaney is appropriate because for some reason, you know, they they love her, him, right. whatever. Yeah. But anyway, man, this guy uh, also said ninety um, percent of the British public are just slightly ignorant. He's. I mean, it just shows that the sort of corporate elites are so in their own bubble and yeah. so removed from like you say the sort of the the tradesmen and the the yeah. people who actually spend the money in their stores so i think this is going to hit wicks hard and i don't think they've really thought it well, through it's I think clearly out of disdain for their own customer base yeah yeah absolute yeah absolute um and uh yeah i mean it's not about diversity inclusion and equality anymore um it's explicitly not inclusive if you don't support an as aspect of it if, if yeah. you don't you know religiously stick to the doctrine of gender ideology yeah. uh you're smeared as a bigot and you're not you're not welcome even if you're a lesbian you're you're thrown mm. off the the pride march pride march you're you know turfed out of wicks um but corporations have to support it to maintain their ESG scores uh, so that they can then get investing. Um, there's one uh, upside to the Islamification of the West, though. So uh, Muslims are, are kicking back, um, kicking back against uh, stuff. So uh, I think we've got, yeah, look at this. So in, a, in an American city, uh, Hamtramck Ham in uh, Michigan, right. uh, they elected a Muslim majority council. Uh, <laughs> and liberal residents were like, oh my God, this is amazing. This is what a celebration. We're the first city in the United States to have a Muslim majority council. Uh, they viewed the power shift in diversity as a symbolic but meaningful rebuke of the Islamophobic rhetoric that was a central theme of the then Republican presidential candidate Donald I can Trump's campaign. Guess what's coming? <laughs> so this week, many of those same liberal residents watched in dismay as a now fully Muslim and socially conservative city council passed legislation banning pride flags from being flown on city property that had, like many others, been flown around the country, been in intended to celebrate the LGBTQ plus community. So yeah, they invited. Uh, yeah. People in from Yemen and wherever, yeah. uh, and they thought thought it was wonderful. And then those people became a majority, and then they imposed their values. And uh, I'm looking forward to this happening on a civilizational level. To be um, fair, if I had to pick, I'd go with that. <laughs> there's some, there's some other. I mean, as long as you kept a close eye on your preteen daughters, you know, yeah. it would be a better world. Well, that, that's the thing. I mean, while, um, yeah. you know, certain 
a lot, a lot of the sort of Muslim world is is very sort of um, conservative, shall we say, too conservative, socially conservative, Soci yeah. socially conservative on LGBTQ issues. I mean, it's pretty um, mildly. There, there's honest, things yeah. like you know, and obviously this isn't you know across the whole Muslim world, but certain yeah. pockets of the Muslim world, um, you know, we have things like grooming gangs. We don't have we don't have the they don't have the appropriate Western attitudes to to women. Um, yes, which you know is uh, grooming gangs were um, you know actually worse than yes. than pretty much anything else that's yes. ever existed um but yeah and this is uh this is uh, muslim parents with their, their kids uh stamping on pride flags and uh i think i don't think we've got time for it but there was a i've got there's a recording of um a teacher berating pupils who who don't believe they can identify as a cat um oh well why not yeah. So I mean, it's it's just the most ridiculous thing. If you haven't if you haven't seen this, you got, you just oh, you got to find it. It's absolutely ridiculous. Um, so there's a, a pupil who wanted to identify as a cat, and the teacher, right. you know, some kids are like, "Well, I'm not. You're not a cat." <laughs> and then the teacher's saying, "No, people can identify as whatever they like, and you know, you're going to have to find a different school if if you don't like it. It's ridiculous." So yeah, I it, think it is remarkable how polite kids are these days. If 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 some if when we were at school, if somebody had announced they were a cat, I mean, yeah, but, but they would have had a hard time ahead of them. Yeah, but so, yeah. so much of this stuff. It's interesting to use the word polite because so much of this you know gender ideology stuff. It's like I want you to refer to me as whatever, a non-binary, yeah. or uh, I'm I'm a I'm a woman or whatever, and it's. Uh, uh, you're supposed to do it because it's it's polite and it's the right thing mm. to do. But when you actually criminalise being impolite, like if somebody doesn't, yes. if somebody misgenders me, I don't care. You know what I mean? Like yes. I'm pretty com comfortable and confident in you know my gender. I'm not sure I'd be misgendered. I would like somebody to misgender me so I can find out what it's like. Yeah, no. If somebody calls yeah. me a man, I just I'm not bothered. You know what yes. I mean? I think you know it's all like for me. It's obvious that I'm a woman. I feel like a woman. Right. So it doesn't bother me at all. Yeah. So I don't know why people are so like a lady. so precious, mm. so precious about being misgendered. And you know we're supposed to accept them for for who they say they are. They couldn't even accept themselves for what what they were so they now they have to be like you know zzer or whatever it's it's ridiculous I, d I don't think we've got time for this but this is have we got time for this uh yeah why not why all right not? this is dave dave allen just with a funny little joke i was talking to a man the other day who was leaving decided to immigrate decided to leave this country and i said why are you leaving he said it's homosexuality i said what are you talking about he said 300 years ago if you were homosexual you were hanged drawn and quartered a hundred years ago, if you were homosexual, you were hanged. Fifty years ago, if you were homosexual, you were flogged and given twenty years in prison. Twenty years ago, if you were homosexual, you were fined two hundred pounds and sent to prison for two years. Five years ago, if you were homosexual, you had a small fine and you were pardoned. Got off with a warning. I said, well, what are you leaving for? He said, I'm gone before they make it compulsory. <laughs> Although, of course, before that yeah. happened, they actually uh, they found a new way to, to be homophobic. Gender ideology is, you know, is a homophobic religion. Brilliant. Should we reminisce about the 90s? Yeah, let's cheer because, ourselves because up. Because the world today is so <laughs> bloody depressing, there's got to be better things that we can talk about. Yeah. Uh, before I do, let's have a quick uh, plug for something on the website, which I haven't actually watched yet, but the, 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 the thumbnail says the original gangster. So... I, I'm going to like it um, <laughs> w w when I get round to that. Right. Okay. So 
there is this meme, obviously, that Zoomers basically don't know anything. Yeah. And there's the whole thing about, you know, basically trying to explain basic stuff to uh, to Zoomers. So I thought what I'd do is I'll pick a whole load of examples and then we can have a go at explaining them to Zoomers to basically equip them with the uh, cultural um, historical records yeah. that they can relate to, to old people more effectively. Yeah. So uh, you picked out a number of examples. Let, let's go to the first one, shall we? Thing. The thing that this doesn't capture, though, is that it never actually went like that. Because you, 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 when you got the kudunga-dunga-kachunga bit, that meant that you had actually connected. It, it never actually went like that, did it? It was, it was always just the yeah, yeah. for like seven minutes until yeah, you got yeah, fed yeah. up with it. So, uh, yeah, uh, Zoomers, we did have internet back in our day, yeah, but you couldn't bloody do anything with it. <clears throat> yeah, and, oh, yeah, it was so slow. Like, I mean, yeah. when... A picture of a naked woman would download it. It would like come in chunks like this. Oh, yeah. You'd have to like get an eyebrow fetish to actually. Well, exactly. Masturbate. And the worst thing was that it started filling in the picture from the top. I mean, if it started, because to be fair, your your teenage years are sort of what you know their peak wank, aren't they? Women so, evolved during yes. the nineties to have breasts on top of their head. <laughs> like, but the thing is, at least if the picture loaded from the bottom, you'd have a chance. Yeah. The fact that it loaded from the top, you know, you're fifteen minutes in, and it's like, oh fuck it, uh, Littlewoods catalogue again, then. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so um, you know we, we had it we had it rough back in those. Plus, um, it blocked out the telephone line, yeah, which everybody in your everyone else in your house wanted. So you were limited like an hour a day if you were yeah. lucky. So the, chan- the, chan- the chances of, of of using it for um, you know nefarious purposes were were severely yeah. limited on. And that. also, computer games uh, on the the yeah. spectrum and stuff you used to get them on a cassette, and yes. it would play it would play a noise like that if yes. you played it in a stereo. And radio stations would sometimes play like that noise and you could record it onto a cassette and then put it in your computer but then if there was just like one little blip of like interference or whatever it wouldn't it wouldn't work because that would be like a missing downloading a a game from the cloud from the radio yes and and things those cassettes they used to take like 45 minutes yeah yeah yeah. to to load a game yeah like pong or something yeah or lawnmower simulator yeah yeah. (laughs) um right next one i love this one i i'm just gonna throw this in because i thought that was in carter was the greatest thing that has ever been invented. Do you yeah. remember that? No, I, ne- I never had it, but yeah, oh. like because uh, this is on a CD-ROM, isn't it? I, I thought this was fantastic. So basically, for Zoomers who don't understand it, it's because we had the internet, but you couldn't use it for anything because it was too slow. Yeah. So we still had to get CDs posted, you know, posted out to you. Yeah. And this was like the first um, sort of computer uh, encyclopedia. And yeah. it was basically just like Wikipedia, except all of the people you know weren't referred to as white supremacists. Yeah. <laughs> And, and also, they didn't have much information, but I, I just absolutely love that, so I, I had I had to throw that in there. Yeah. Uh, the next one. Um, do you want to do you want to explain um, the purpose of this shop? So Woolworths uh, sort of sold pretty much everything, and mm. um, also there was pick and mix, which um, well people people <coughs> used to nick the people used to steal the pick and mix, um, mm. and it went bust. But if you go to Australia, they still have Woolworths, but it's just oh, like seriously? a regular. Yeah, but it's just like a regular supermarket that happens to be called uh, Woolworths. So I don't okay. think it's anything to, to do with them. You did a much better job than I did because these were in every high street and they were absolutely massive. And it's been at least 15 years since the last one closed down. Yeah. And I still have no clue of explaining what on earth was going on with Woolworths. 
Yeah, like a shop that sells basically everything. everything. It, was like, it, was yeah, like, yeah. it was like Amazon before. Yeah, Amazon or like a on. really rubbish John Lewis, like a John Lewis yes. with stuff you couldn't ever give as a present. Yes, but at least at least the high street had a sort of you know a bit of a vibe back then because you know back in those days you could you could you could end, end school on a Friday. Yeah, and you could realistically think to yourself, oh, I just see my mates in town. Yeah. Yeah, because you well, couldn't you couldn't just arrange on the phone. Fo- you didn't yeah. like have a phone. Fo- phones were literally tied to the wall. Yes, there was no you know you didn't all carry one in your pocket. So you had to you know meet yes. in a recognised place. And also, if you wanted to buy stuff, you had yes. to go to the go into town to go to the shops because you couldn't just go online yes. and buy stuff from because because that, that, that was where the stuff was. That's where the stuff was. Yes, and yeah. all your mates and stuff. Because I mean, today, I mean, what what's a high street today? I mean. I'm going to do something spooky now. I'm going to picture your... Yes, you. I'm going to picture your high street. Betting shop. Yeah. Betting shop. Charity shop. Fried chicken shop. Tesco Express. Yep. Cash only barbers. Lots of coffee shops. Vape shop. Another betting shop. A Greg's. Chicken shop. Yep. A phone place that sells stolen phones. Yeah. And phone covers. And it's like, man, yes. how are you supporting a business just from selling phone covers? Who's it like? Are people yes. coming in every oh, he's, week? Oh, it's, de- it's definitely not like a... stolen laptops and phones. Or it's laundering, just phone covers. laundering yeah. money for, for someone. Yes. With yes. Like... So uh, have I just spookily described your town? You know, think I probably have. Um, another thing that I liked about the, uh, the 90s was lefties look like this. <laughs> yeah. I think Joey was possibly a Republican because he was getting laid. But the rest <laughs> of them are definitely, definitely lefties. Yeah. Right? And the thing about lefties back then is they were just fine. Yeah. I mean, you could you could have a conversation with them. They were right. And yeah. they basically agreed with you about almost everything apart from like one or two things about emphasis on, on yeah. you know, welfare provisions and stuff like and, that. And they wanted to fight. They all wanted to fight. The lefties and the oldies wanted to fight like big corporations. Yes. And the government instead of being like, oh no, you've got to do what the government tells you. And the government yes. is bringing through these wonderful hate crime laws that will make everything you say illegal. And then you can yeah. go to jail. And corporations are wonderful and you should, look, they're supporting yes. pride. So why would you want to, why would you criticise this bank? Look, it's got the pride logo on its Twitter. Yeah, and, and yeah, and, and, and they were all, I mean, they were all sort of, you know, wishy-washy Greenpeace, but didn't actually do anything about it. Anti-pharmaceutical, yeah. anti-big business. Yeah. And, and basically it was absolutely, you could, you could live with these people no problem yeah it just it just wasn't an issue in fairness uh, left-wing people in the 90s were much worse looking than the cast of friends yes yes but i mean i, I picked them because they lived in new york so they yeah. are, they obviously are lefties and, and when three of them are women so it's like double plus definitely lefties yeah, yeah. Say one of the guys maybe but yeah yeah the rest of them is that um another thing that um people don't understand um who are zoomers today is that uh, you you will relate to um is being bored yeah <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. Nobody's ever, ever bored anymore. Yeah, yeah. And I think boredom's essential for creating oh, a healthy mind. You need times when you're just bored. Yeah. You, you, you must remember there was long, long periods which was basically consisted of the weekend before going out. Yeah. And basically the whole week and apart Sundays from Saturday nights. Yes, all of Sunday. Like, and there's... The TV mm. only had like four channels. Yes. And... It wasn't. There wasn't a lot of choice on those channels, and they'd yes. show stuff like, uh, you know, like songs of praise, yes. or the Antiques Roadshow, and or Lovejoy, and you'd actually end up like watching it and getting into it because there wasn't any <laughs> option. Had to. You had to. <laughs> you had to become yes interested. That in said, I did actually century. quite like Antiques Roadshow. Yeah, there was something about it, something magical. The bit where yeah. like the uh, middle class people find out how yeah. much their things worth, but they try and like, yes. they don't like they don't mind, but they're all woof, woof, woof. yes, it's eighteen thousand pounds, and they always had to guess, didn't they? Yeah, there should be some sort of fine system where they guessed because they all guessed too low, didn't they? Yeah, 
there should be some sort of fine system with, I guess, too low because yeah. you know they, they were they were trying to be very middle class. They about get dropped it, but... into some gunge. Yeah, the gunge yes. as well. People were always getting dropped into gunge in the nineties. Yes, I forgot about that. I can't remember why they did that. Noel Edmonds house party. And he had these uh, these things Wasn't like that no- the guy who had a kid die in his swimming pool. Uh, no, it's Michael Barrymore. But um, uh, but right. Noel Edmonds. Somebody died on Noel Edmonds' show because oh the catapult. My my mate was working. Um, Working on it, yes. and not he wasn't like responsible for this, obviously. But right. um, but yeah, it was a it was a zip line. So basically, this guy was supposed to go down a zip line, and you know the the camp the tech guy the mm. zip line guy was like, okay, don't go. I've left someone in the van that you know fastens you to the to the thing. So so don't go. So he climbed down. While he climbed down, the camera guy went up and said, okay, we're ready to roll. Go. And so the guy went, but he didn't have this bit that like you know fastened him to the to the thing. I think this is what happened anyway. And uh, it, yeah, he, he died unfortunately. But Noel uh, Edmonds, he had this uh, Noel's house party. He had a thing where uh, they had cameras in people's living rooms, and then you know so somebody was being filmed uh, unsuspectingly before you know they the, they sort uh, of burst out and reveal. But man, they must have caught people wanking. That's you know if you're on your own in the living room and you know there's no yeah. chance of anybody coming. Maybe at least in. a shuffle to get comfortable. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So uh, there, there must be lots of uh, footage that they couldn't use. We, we've got we've got more '90s TV, so we will we will come back to that. Red phone boxes. Yeah, that was so. Yeah, not only were phones tied to the wall, but occasionally they were tied to sort of cement. Yeah. What I, what I especially liked about these is if you ever went to London as a kid, um, they would be full cards. of yes, yes, yeah. So I, whenever I used to go to London as a kid, I, whenever the parents' backs were turned, I always grab a few of them, <laughs> right, and then I take them to school. And I had this basically, I had this theory that nobody ever looked at the notice board. So I'd go, <laughs> I'd go around the school and I'd put them on all the notice boards <laughs> and then check to see how long they stayed up. Yeah, yeah, and basically. They never got removed. So I left the school and they were all still up there. As far as I know, they're still there. And these prostitutes, for some reason, they're like, why am I getting all these phone calls yes. from they're, this place? They're, they're now 65 and they're still getting little Tommy ringing them yeah. up. Why am I so popular with uh, like middle-aged teachers and also teenage boys? Is... Yes. From some little school in uh, Winchester. Um, I've, I've, I've got a weird phone box story. Um, because... Back in the day, me and me and me and, me and the boys would come out. We come out the pub, and um, it's raining hard. So so typical British um, summer, and uh, we didn't have mobile phones back then. So we all ducked into a phone box to yeah. call for a taxi. And then because I grew up in a seaside town where there's a Butlins, basically the, the the situation was is every so often you'd have a northern family turn up. Well, I say every so often, all the time. A northern family would turn up and drag their teenage boy with them who was bored as hell by this and wanted to get out and, and wreak havoc in the town. So anyway, we, we stood there huddling in this, this phone box to get away from the rain. Yeah. And the door opens and closes. And he's like, oh, that's weird. <coughs> no, nobody seems to come in. Yeah. And then this little voice pipes up and there's a little northerner down there. And he's like, do you want to fight? I'm like, no. Fuck off. But he didn't. And um, yeah, anyway, so he, he saw us go into a taxi and then he decided that he was also going to ring a taxi and have a fight with him. Uh, and, and the way I know this is because our taxi got turned around really sharply and, and had to come back and I had to watch this little northern eye g- guy getting beaten up by 15 taxi drivers. Right. So, uh, yeah, so fun and japes to be had in, in phone boxes. Yeah. And also they had that thing on, probably this is Noel Edmonds' house party, they had that thing where they kept on every, every so often trying to get as many people as possible into them. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. that and goo, wasn't it? And a yeah. mini. Yes. Yeah. Weird selection. Right, something, something else from, um, from the 90s. What's the next one? Oh, there we go. Um, oh, page three. Yes. 
That and that was, you know, it was one of the most accessible ways of actually seeing some like naked, like because it was. It's yeah. not like today, like porn is on like every. I mean, I'm looking at porn right now. Uh, it's, yeah, it's everywhere. It's on every device. You know mm. what I mean? And um, yeah, back then it was. Uh, it, it was. It was. It was. It was harder to get hold of. So to, to help us out, they decided to put it in the newspapers. Yeah. Which was which was uh, you know a a, a a nice touch. Yeah. Not you, not the Guardian or the Financial Times. No, the Sun and the yes. Sunday Sport in particular was uh, yes. was great for it. The Sunday Sport sort of had it on yes. multiple pages. No, porn porn is you're right. Porn has come on leaps and bounds. Mm. Do you want to explain why we're on this subject? The three minute free view. No, the ten minute preview was that on um, was it Babe Station or something like that? Yes, I, n- I never like uh, right. had it. But is, is this that was when set top boxes TV started to set come top out? Boxes, yeah. Never, yes. I never towards had the end of the nineties. Yeah, right. Yeah, you got. Um, the, you I, got I, I think free. it was. I, it was either just before midnight or just after they gave you ten minutes free of the porn channel. Yeah, which was basically because pubs used to close at eleven. Right. So it used to be just as you got home. Right. After quite a few beers, yeah. and then it'd be like ten minutes of that. Right, I mean, yeah. obviously, I never watched it, but you know, I I hear that people would often come back from the pub, and, and then, that would be like a go-to. And then people wonder yes. why men don't have lasting power when <laughs> we've been conditioned <laughs> to fit it all into ten minutes. Well, I mean, the drinking—you had to get all your drinking done by eleven. Yeah. So you had no choice but to. So, you, so you're in that sort of, you know, got to got to get it got to get it done. So it's it's very logical that yeah, yeah that that would follow to when you're when you're sat there, you yeah. know, balancing your kebab in one hand. Yeah. Right. Um. Yeah. Hookup. Ha- we, we we should explain how hookup was done because they didn't have the internet back then. Yeah. So how was hookup done? Let, let's go to the next one. No. Oh. Oh. Yeah. No. Sorry, I missed a joke. Right. So we we it's a good thing that page three is gone because uh, if it was still around today, um, can you imagine? What well, it would it only like? be in broadsheets. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that is the when civilizations. Die. She she just won Miss Germany by the yeah, way. Yeah, when civil uh, saw the thing like when civilizations die, they sort of uh, destroy themselves, they self harm, yes, they uglify themselves, yes, and yeah. So now you're seeing Calvin Klein adverts as well. Oh There's God, like, yes, man. Did you see? I, oh, I, bloody I, I, adverts! I was certain it was, like, yes. was a joke. This fat guy looks like the fat guy from Boogie Nights, yeah. like like barely popping out in the like where like makes his top like a crop top. Oh, it's and yeah. just. Disgusting. It probably is a real Kelvin Klein advert. It is a real Kelvin. Ca- I yes. checked it, and it's on their website. Oh, really? I could, it blew my mind. I couldn't mm. believe. Like yes. adverts are supposed to be aspirational. So like, look at Marky Mark's six pack. Well, yes. maybe one day I could, if I worked out like Marky Mark and I got his yes. genetics somehow, I could have a six pack like that as well. Now it's like some fact. I was like, hard oh, to get. I'd actually have to be worse. <laughs> I'd have to be worse to be a fuck to be a Calvin Klein uh, model. Yes. I'm, it's not good. It's disgusting. Right, next link because I, 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 I yeah, okay, so right. So this is this is basically explain to Zoom is this is how we used to get dates back in the nineties. <laughs> so basically, what would happen is this woman, Scylla Black, she hosted this show called Blind Date. Yeah, and and you, you you get like three lads, and then there'd be like a girl on the other side of a divider. Yeah, who would ask questions, and the three lads would have to answer it, and and then they'd swap, and there'd be like one lad and three girls, and, and yeah. that's that's how you used to get dates in the nineties. Yeah, and basically. The whole premise of this show is every single answer to every single question was an innuendo. Yeah, right? yeah. And when the lads were answering, every single answer was a, was a penis size innuendo. <laughs> and when the girls were answering, every single answer was a blowjob innuendo. <laughs> right, and it was basically that every Sunday night for half an hour yeah. for like the whole 90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And, and, and people found it hilarious every single time. It was a good show. You know what? I, yes. I think Take Me Out is actually a bit better. It improved on the format. 
Take Me Out with Paddy McGuinness. No, the uh, ta- have you not seen Take no, Me I Out? Seen, no, it's, well, it's I think it's still on TV. It's great, but they have like uh, there's like thirty of them, and right. the girls and the bloke comes oh. down, and then they all like pew 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 pew, like put their lights out if they're not interested. And man, it's just it's brutal. But also, Blind Date was really scripted and clunky, whereas Take Me Out is authentic. You get authentic weird stuff coming right. out of the girls' mouths. I've missed that. I'm gonna have to check that it's out. Really fun. Right, last one. Um, Play, play this. Let's let's do it without sound. Ah, oh, drugs as well. Yes. Well, I was I was basically thinking of of nightclubs, right? And that whole scene because apparently, like Zoomers, they don't they don't go out anymore. They don't take drugs, or the drugs that they take are rubbish, like uh, yeah. cat food. No cat. What is it? The um, plant food. MCAT. I don't. I, what's and this? Cat, all the drugs they take are like rubbish drugs, right? The, whereas we had like proper big Mitsubishi's. And yes. It was big. Pupils. Yeah, 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 yeah. and uh, just just banging away. Oh no, it's not affecting me. No, yeah. I'm fine. I'm fine. And uh, yeah. microdots as well. Not that I mean, I don't oh, want yes. to get this taken off YouTube, but my, I don't know if microdots are still around. But they were such amazing value for money. Which is what you need. <laughs> what you need when you're 15. You know what I mean? They're, <laughs> well, they're the size. Microdots are like the size of the head of a pin. Right. So one of your mates would always drop his on the floor. <laughs> And then have to like spend the rest of the night on his hands and knees just looking for this tiny thing. So you basically be hallucinating watching your mate over the course of three hours watching me eat 47 mouse shits. It was just, it was amazing way to spend So that wasn't actually where I was going to go with this. I was actually going to talk about the whole dancing thing and memorising phone numbers and and, and drinking up by 11. But no, you make a a very good point. Were you a good dancer, Leo? When I had had some drugs. (laughs) I don't think think white men, Scottish white men can... Dance yeah. without them. So I remember when I was about um, 17, because the other thing is back then is they didn't check IDs that well. So as long as you were tall, you basically started going to nightclubs when yeah. you were about 15 or something. Anyway, so I'm, I'm in this nightclub and get dragged out onto the floor by this girl when it was still, you know, when it was still filling up, when the lights were still on. Yeah. And I was sort of made to dance. And, and after that, I had three completely separate people come up to me who just felt the need to say, mate, you are a really, really shit dancer. <laughs> you are so bad. And by the time the third one was walking up to me, he's like, yeah, yeah, I know. Anyway, so so basically, since then, I have not even tapped my feet to a catchy yeah. commercial. Yeah, this is but, the best, uh, safest way to be. Yeah. I, I, I just basically got into that that thing that, you know, if you're a shit dancer, you just... You just you just perfected your lean. Yeah. On on the side of the I got as I got really good at leaning. I feel like as a man yeah. dancing, the less you do, the yes. better. So yeah, just like, you know, yes. moving a little bit, You'll look or right. if you try and like really do it, you're not gonna you're yeah. not gonna look like the guy from Boney M. You're no, yeah, that, that, that's, like that's, a, that's not gonna work. Yeah, yeah, and we basically we 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 had to do this, and but yeah, I I don't think the Zoomers go out at all. I think they I think they just order their their sex on the app thing, don't they? Yeah, which probably explains why there's like five percent of the guys. That's another, are, we had to go out and actually chat yes. girls up. Yes, when the, and there's risk, there's risk, but there's great reward. You know yeah. what I mean? But like, man, it, like going and actually, it's a scary thing. Yes. going and like talking to but you get your skills up. But yeah, you get you get your skill, and it's yeah. like that sort of, um, you yeah. know, it's like a sort of like a, a rite of passage or yes. something to become a man. You got to go and like be humiliated in front of a room full of mm. people. Yeah, I mean, I, I I did particularly bad because in my teenage years, I was I was hit by the acne really bad. So I mean, right. I, my face looked like um, I don't know, Appalachians mountains if they were on fire, mm. or you know, you no, know, actually, what it looked like is it looked like I had basically barged into the Wuhan lab of biology and just face-butted the display cabinet. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, and so if you you imagine having to be a skinny 17-year-old with a face like that, 
the level of chat that you need is i mean it is it is it is you know hardcore difficulty yeah. level and the thing is once you've got those skills once you once you sort of sort yourself out a bit later in life you know you you've got that but yeah. you know what 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 skills do, do zoomers have it's basically just doing the the, the swipey yeah. thing and also because the men are now yeah. all like you know estrogenized and and yes. they don't chat they got no like bravery to go and chat a girl up. So yeah. then, if they see anybody, if they see any like a red-blooded male, yeah. a right-wing red-blooded male going yeah. and chatting a girl, up, they're like, oh my god, that's that's assault, that's harassment. Oh, we must ban it. Oh, the only way anybody can procreate is by saying they're non-binary, gender queer, and going on this app. One of the guys in the office, I won't call him out, but one of the guys in the office said um, just just unbidden the other day that it was completely cringe when you just um, went up and, and spoke to a, a girl in the street. No, it's not. That, that's, that's just that's just normal. Yeah, that is tradition. Yes. I mean, what are you supposed to do if it's like Sunday and you haven't got a date that night? I mean, yeah. we didn't have apps. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I, th- I, th- I think they're getting lazy. And also, they didn't have to memorise numbers either. Yeah. So um, I think they're falling down on many and fronts. And when you phoned up the girl, her yeah. dad would answer. Yes. And that you'd have to run that gauntlet. Yes. Things now. Now we are dead. Oh, actually, no. It doesn't. No, it doesn't matter now. We're dead because it's, it's going to bypass us completely, isn't it? It's yeah. going to go. It's going to go via the phone. Yeah. Right. So yes, nineties were better in every respect, and um, you know, there you go. And uh, if you are old, you know, consider that as a uh, yeah. as a trip down memory lane. Right. I think we've got time for about three comments. Okay. Yeah. May, may, maybe a few more. Right. I like to examine oh, the yeah. underlying evidence of a lot of broadly held social notions. For example, the idea that country clubs have all these rules against uh, Jews or blacks joining them. And if you actually look at any of the cases, there was no such rules in place ever. This isn't to say that there weren't some biases in who was being invited to these country clubs, but it is interesting how a lot of the publicly held liberal ideas of oppression would be considered conspiracy theories if they were presented by the right with the evidence that was available. Mm. Yeah, so much, so much of the sort of the things that we're, we're asked to believe lived experience and all these yeah. euphemisms for uh, this is just what I'm saying. This yeah. is my opinion, and we're we're asked to believe it as if it's absolute, you know, gospel truth. And not not only like is it the the fact that it's so inauthentic and yeah. flimsy actually makes it harder to attack they say oh but that's you're hurting my personal lived experience my you know and also they have to make the sound the past sound worse so that people don't realize what's what's been taken from them yeah and also everything focuses on the past because Mm. doing stuff in the present there's still i mean there's more slavery in the world now than there was at the height of the transatlantic slave trade but it's it's not being done by uh you know uh, pale stale males in britain it's being done in china it's being done in the middle east it's being done in africa Mm. uh so it's you know it's more problematic for them to actually tackle so Mm. they they don't instead they focus on stuff that that happened that you know ended a long time ago let's hear about pirates william mariner he was a privateer during the revolutionary war him and his men attacked the british up and down the jersey coast then one night in 1780 him and nine of his men snuck aboard the black snake and while the crew was sleeping they cut the moors and captured the entire ship then as luck would have it they ran into a second ship the captain unawares that they could not man all their cannons surrendered immediately rather than face a suicide two ships he captured in one night. Amazing. What a scallywag. Yeah. What a scallywag. Yeah. Love, do you hear about the billionaire that's uh, that's gone missing in the submarine? Not Probably not oh, a million miles away the, from there. Stuck in the Titanic or something. Yeah, yeah. Took one of the submersibles oh. down to the Titanic. And, right. um, I mean, uh, they can probably go down and see the pirate ships that he's talking about as well. That'd be fun. 
get some doubloons. Mm. I hope, yeah, I hope they come back up. Hey guys, I'm watching the 1993 Mario Brothers movie right now. You guys really need to do a review of it. It's amazing how prescient it was about the future of New York. You can't arrest a guy by just singing a song? Perhaps I Cooper songs we can. He goes on. Fascist, oppressor of the proletariat. Get him on, sucker! <laughs> you tell me where I am? <laughs> yeah, you're in my way! Seriously, it is uncanny. Oh my god! That yeah. looks. I mean, I didn't know Super Mario Brothers was that. Like, I'm going to go back and watch that. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. I think, like, I think we're out of time, so I'm going to skim right. through only the top comments. Based Ape says, "Oh, he, he's talking about the fact that I normally practice safe boating practices with a with a life preserver on this, and he quite likes this. I'm, I'm coming back as a, as Dan the White." Uh, return on this so uh, thank you thank you mr ape uh genie carrera says um that uh, leo and dan is uh, now her new favorite duo <laughs> that is a very reasonable and honest comment i thank, thank you for you. that and ziggy says uh good to have leo back again hope life is treating you and your kid well thank you yeah no it's great love it brilliant right well thanks very much everybody and uh, see you tomorrow bye